Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello ladies and uh, gentlemen, welcome to this uh, new episode of Another Digital Citizen, episode 292. Getting closer to the 300 mark there, Luke. Uh, pretty close, yeah. Hi, Fro, hi everybody. Yeah. Well, it's a couple weeks. Eight more shows. Uh, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, totally. Exciting. Uh, I, I, well, technically, I guess a couple months, but like a few weeks, right? There. I should say that. Okay, um, we're going to talk about something that I found out this week because guess what? I'm not American, uh, believe it or not. What? I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's almost like, wow, shit. This is the first week of my life. I actually knew what the Washington DC. I knew what DC stands for, thanks to Luke. Oh, right. Yeah, District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. thing as uh, in Canada. There's a Vancouver, B.C. That means the same thing. I don't know why. I don't know why there's so many B.C.s all over the place, but there are. But why Why is it District of Columbia? Like, like if... Okay, let's pretend I'm not American, so let, let's uh, say I know nothing about America. Why is it Colombia? Because Colombia, for me, is a South American country. Well, that's what I said. There's even... Uh... There's a District of Columbia in Canada also. So I don't think it's right. just an American yeah. thing. It's like a... I don't know. It must it must signify something... Because Washington, D.C. isn't a state. Uh, and it's... Well, it's inside of Maryland, but it's not necessarily... Like, it's its own... So I think it's a district. I think that's probably what the word district comes from. It's not a state. It's not yeah. like its own country or whatever. It's a district. Uh, sure. And then Columbia, I have no clue why it's called that. <laughs> uh, Christopher Columbus, it's, it's, maybe? Yeah, I, I guess so. But it, it, but then I then, mean, then it, the DC and Canada really doesn't make any sense if it would yeah. came, came. Yeah, so mm, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, no, I've made a very funny reference to. I I, I said to Luke, uh, oh, uh, did you go bowling? And he said, huh? Sorry, is is the. Columbia very known for uh, uh, bowling. bowling. And I said, right. Yes, don't you remember the movie Bowling for uh, Col- uh, Columbine? Mm-hmm. Columbia? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm looking at the wiki and I don't 100% trust this because of what we said about Canada, but it says named sure. for named for Was- George mm-hmm. Washington and Christopher Columbus. So. Okay. But that doesn't make sense. Why would there be a Vancouver? Oh, it's Vancouver, B.C. That's why. Okay, never mind. Oh, what's the B standing for? British Columbia. Girl? British oh. Columbia, which is like, like British the okay. British version of Columbia. What does Columbia have to do with anything? <laughs> Did Columbia own the America state? I'm guessing that it's a reference to some kind of uh, Greek or Roman word more than anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I just find it very funny. Right, totally. So, uh... A country in South America. Yeah, welcome to things I didn't know uh, about America. 
that is uh, what I learned this week. How's your week been, uh, other than that you've been out on? A lot of work. Uh, yeah, it's been. I've been busy every day with like it, some type of yeah. like something, whether it's work or something else. Uh, Mother's Day was this week. Happy Mother's uh-huh. Day to all the mothers, if you're listening. Um, sure. I busted everybody but mine. <laughs> I busted my pinky pretty good, <laughs> but it's feeling a little better. I couldn't bend it like at all earlier this week, but now I can like. I can touch my palm, but it still hurts. So, <laughs> little good, little bad this week. Um, I'm fully vaxxed now because it's I've been two. Me? It's been two weeks since my second shot or whatever. So nice. I'm like fully, fully vaxxed. Yep. Mm-hmm. You want me to come over and blow on it for you? Uh, no, no, I don't <laughs> want that to happen. <laughs> Your finger, that is. The figure! That is what I meant. You know, um, I've been very busy uh, with absolutely nothing. Well, that's not entirely true. I've seen six hours of rehearsals of Eurovision from sun. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday uh, on. I've seen six hours of rehearsals. Uh, or people uh, commentating on rehearsals from Eurovision. It's getting closer. I was driving on the freeway this week and there was a billboard and it just was a giant, it was, you know, a giant billboard in the sky and it was just a baby, like a huge baby on like on the floor of a, like in a living room or something. And on the side of it, it just said, need proof God exists. That's all it, (laughs) that was the whole billboard. And I was like, hmm, okay. (laughs) Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a little abstract, but sure, I get what you're going sure. for. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, other than Eurovision, uh, I, I've I've seen ridiculously little uh, TV and things like that because uh, in my mind it's been Eurovision, Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision is really starting next week mm-hmm. uh, with with Tuesday in Norway. Hopefully, not qualifying. Wednesday we having a show. Thursday the second semifinal, and Saturday in the main show. It will be Luke's first Eurovision. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, first I'm, live Eurovision. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I'm I've seen like, uh, I've seen all like the main winners every year. Oh like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. But it, this is going to be uh, the first time you you see it, like how how they do it, I guess. We'll see so if it's this, different yeah. this year because of everything that's happened. You know, I guess we're going to talk about that oh, in yeah. the Eurovision round a little bit because there are going to be things sure. that are different. But definitely. But let's go into the news because uh, we definitely have some uh, news uh, steaming out from Israel. Uh, Israel helped the U.S. track uh, Qasem Soleimani using cell phones. So that is interesting that uh, they helped kill somebody. Right. This happened, what, la- last January? Not not this Jan- not January yes. of this year, but last January. Um, and, and it was before Corona, I remember that. And during the Trump administration still, uh, Israel shared yeah. uh, with the U.S. three cell phone numbers of the Iranian uh, General Qasem Soleimani in the hours before he was killed last January. A Saturday report citing U.S. military intelligence officials said Israel provided information to the U.S. military as the 
hit operation was already underway. The American forces kept an eye on Soleimani from the ground, and liaisons from the U.S. Joint Special Forces in Tel Aviv, working with the Israelis to tra trace the Iranian commander's phones, uh, so they all worked together. So, um, mm. what we're finding out this week, it was, wasn't just the Trump administration that went after Iran. Uh, is Israel was just as much in on this uh, plot to murder this guy as anybody else. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me at all. Right, it's just new information, right? Um, yeah. And it's, I, I think also on to to take back a lot of maybe of what we said, we put a lot of the blame on Trump and the Trump administration. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I oh, yeah. still do. It's just that there's more, there's blame to go around, I guess, uh, in this situation. Sure. Uh, you, you, I guess you could use the argument that uh, Israel would probably not help uh, the states if they didn't have a very like special relationship with each other. So, especially under Trump, really... they had that crazy relationship, uh, mm -hmm. like almost weird cultish religious type relationship between um, the Israeli government and the Trump government. It says here the Israeli embassy um, has not responded uh, to the Yahoo for a request for comment on this story. So they're they're not yeah, talking was, to people about it. Do I remember incorrectly, or was it Trump that moved the American embassy? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't, I'm not really shocked. Uh, I'm not a big supporter of Israel, so I'm not very surprised. Um... Then we have Israeli police storming the Al-Qasid uh, mosque instead of in head of uh, the Jerusalem Day March. I'm not surprised by this either, sadly. Uh, a militant group, Hamas, has fired rockets into Israel from Gaza just minutes after the passing of the ultimatum for Israel to withdraw security forces from Jerusalem compound, which is the home to the Al-Aqas mosque uh, from Sheikh. Gerard neighborhood uh, in the east. Residents in Jerusalem reported hearing uh, air raid sirens shortly after 6 p.m. when the ultimatum was due to expire. The sound of three distant explosions, although it was not clear if the detonations were rockets or anti-rocket systems being deployed. So this is in the wake of hundreds of Palestinians and several dozen police officers being hurt in recent days and clashes around the old city, including sacred compounds. Uh, which is known to the Jews as the Temple of the Mount and the Muslims as the Noble Sanctuary. So it's a religious... There's a religious battle happening in the city right now. I think I've talked about this before, but uh, both Mormons and other like religious uh, uh, sects, especially in Christianity, has a very strong relationship with Israel. And I always find that very, 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 very hard for me to uh that was one of those things that got me starting thinking about like how religion affects people was the israeli-palestine conflict to be honest i mean it's it is such a, a hot topic that i don't think we ever will find a solution for sadly i don't think we're even qualified to like really go into it because uh, nope. I don't think a lot of people are qualified to really understand the, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of 
conflict we're talking about here um, yeah. between these two groups of people. And uh, But this situation, it definitely seems like the government is... Uh, the Israeli government is not instigating, but not helping the situation. They're not trying to right. tap down the violence or anything. They're adding to it, no. if anything, which is bad. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I said, there's a lot to say on this, but I don't really want to go into it because I'm not well enough versed on the situation, I guess. No, I, I agree. I, I feel, I feel very humble to the people that lives there in a bad situation. That's kind of where, where I come from. I mean, from the Trump administration, uh, there's been a lot of strange things happening between the U S and Israel as well. Like during the, sure. the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, seeing Israeli flags, um, mm-hmm. being flown by the, by the people taking over the Capitol was very strange. And mm-hmm. it makes you just go, well, what's really going on with Israel yeah. and America and all this, uh, land grabbing and everything else yeah and even in norway uh, the party krf uh, has uh, like saying in their manifesto uh, or political manifesto that they want to help the state israel so i mean it is such a hot topic right anyway uh talking about your covid vaccine uh how did it go like did you feel anything when you got the second shot I mean, for, like, maybe 24 hours afterwards, I I felt, uh, well, I de- like, the second shot, I de- my arm definitely felt more sore than the first one did, mm-hmm. and then, like, 24 hours afterwards, I felt really, like, I don't know, lethargic and very, to- not, woozy. Yeah. not woozy, just, like, lazy. I didn't, like, I didn't mm. feel like I couldn't stand up or, like, I w- felt, um... Right. Like, I got off a roller coaster or anything. I just felt like, man, all I want to do right now is just sit and watch TV. And I even, like, took a nap in the middle of the day. It was just, like, I felt lazy and tired. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the United States wants uh, the COVID vaccine uh, patent uh, uh, to waiver uh, to benefit the world uh, and not boost China biotech. I could not agree more than... I agree with this. Right. I remember us talking about how there were all these different places trying to make a vaccine at the beginning of yeah. the pandemic and being like, why aren't we all working together to yeah. like, you know, because yeah. it's a global pandemic. Shouldn't we all be like focused on getting everybody healthy? But uh, that what, yeah, hasn't there, been the there, thing there, up until now. It shouldn't be any in intellectual property of, of medication in uh, at all, I think, personally. But that's my personal Especially for things that are super important for like everyday life for certain people and right. things like that, yeah. Uh, and yeah. but the Biden administration is examining ways to ensure that the, a, a waiver of a COVID nineteen vaccine patent uh, is there to aid poor countries and will not hand but will not hand sensitive U.S. biopharmaceutical technology to China and Russia, uh, which is responding to a chorus of concerns from U.S. and industry officials, okay? Joe Biden on Wednesday did back the entering of U.S. negotiations at the world, uh, or the WTO, to waiver the intellectual property rights as a means to boost vaccine supplies by allowing poorer countries to make their own vaccines. So right now, it would be illegal to make, like, the Pfizer vaccine if you're not Pfizer. Does that make sense? 
because right. they have the yeah, patent, yeah. right? But you could make generic versions of it if they were to get rid of the patent. So that would allow a lot more places to get it. It says so far vaccines have gone overwhelmingly to richer nat- nations, which have scooped up contracts for them earlier this year. COVID nineteen infection rates in wealthy countries have dropped, but infections are still rising in 36 other countries, with India's daily cases skyrocketing to nearly 400,000 cases per day. Yeah, and uh, you're getting some backing here. Uh, Germany on Thursday uh, rejected. Hey! Uh, a U.S. proposal to waive passion patent uh, protection for COVID-19 vaccines saying that its greatest uh, constraints on production were not intellectual property, but increased capacity and ensuring quality. That doesn't seem true to me, but uh, Joe Biden nope. on Wednesday voiced his support for the waiver. The German government stood behind the goal of a worldwide supply for va- vaccines. A government spokesman said, adding, however, the main factors for vaccines are capacity and quality, not patents. Uh, she said the germ, German support for COVAX inif- initiative with the aim of ensuring that as many people in the world as possible have access to vaccine added that the discussions were continuing in the WTO. Um, so, yeah, yeah Germany is totally. like, we are totally against this. I find that so weird. I find it I like the argument. I really don't buy the argument. Because, well, what I've seen is in other articles yeah. about the argument from them is that it also has a lot to do with not wanting China and Russia to get uh, be able to get the technology. Um, there's a lot of people talking about like what it. We don't want China to get ahead of us in the in the pharmaceutical race. It's like this whole thing of like if they get the this new RNA technology, they're going to use it to cure cancer. And we can't, we can't have China cure oh, yeah. cancer before uh-huh. us. Cause that's going to make us look bad. That kind of thing. Oof. That would, be that would be horrible awful. if they cured cancer. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I, is it, is it okay that I really, really don't understand this argument? I really, really don't. I really think it's so stupid. Well, I think like, to them, it's like maintaining the power of the United States and, and Germany sure. and being like, we want to be the main, because Germany is like the head of the EU. It's like the, you know, the top dog in the European Union. Uh, and so they want to maintain their status as top dog in, in this industry. Yeah. And so does America. And they see China as a threat. I doubt they actually see Russia as a threat in this race. Uh, yeah, no. But uh, they put that in there because Russia bad. Um, but they see China as a threat in this. I know they do. And so they're like, we can't have them getting this technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It would be dangerous if they cured cancer before you cured cancer. Gosh. Whatever whatever will happen to the world if China cured cancer. I think they're worried that then the Chinese will put a patent on it. <laughs> And then they'll sell it to us, and China will make a ton of money because people won't want cancer. Sure. And then China will become very rich and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like they're rich and powerful now. Well, the funniest part is they're saying we don't want this patent because in the future, you know, they could get a patent. <laughs> <laughs> very good argument there. Uh, <laughs> it's like go 
going around in circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the CDC further said, uh, acknowledged that uh, the coronavirus is airborne. Really? That's what I, I, when I read this article, I was like, that can't be true. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? Really? Uh, But (laughs) I guess it's an updated guidance. It says, in in a revised guidance issued Friday, U.S. public health officials acknowledged for the first time that coronavirus can be spread through inhalation of respiratory droplets containing the virus. Prior to Friday, guidance from the CDC and prevention, oh, the CDC did not specify the virus was ever airborne. The updated guidance acknowledges that one way people can get infected by the virus is breathing affected particles. So this is just, the CDC is just updating this? The revised guidelines also suggest, Fro, that the six feet distance rule between people is not enough to prevent the spread of virus. Rather, people who stay six feet apart are less likely to catch the virus compared to other people who are closer. But even if you were, I guess this has a lot to do with like, if you're in a building or let's say, I don't know, a cruise ship and it's circulating air constantly, um, that it can go through the ventilation systems and things like that. It's not just a six foot apart thing. Right. But I think we could have told you that, I don't know, a year ago, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something like that yeah no it, it feels very much like old fucking news it's like I, I i i i when you put this in the news i was generally like surprisingly shocked it doesn't really thing doesn't really shock me but this really like wow really wow it even says the WHO acknowledged the virus might be airborne last year, but has not made any conclusive remarks as well. Do you say cruise ship? Yeah. Well, uh, do you know there's a thing called uh, Norway? Yeah, I, uh, you, yeah, you're from Norway. I, I've I've heard about Norway. Uh, cruise giant Norwegian threatens to skip Florida ports. Which is funny. I'm pretty sure the Norwegian cruise lines is not even, like, based out of nope. Norway. I think it's, like, based out of oh. Florida or something. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It oh, is wait, it says right here, Miami-based. Yeah, it okay. Says, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very based. Okay. Uh, Norwegian cruise line <laughs> holding is threatened to keep its ships out of Florida after governor signed les- le- legislation banning businesses from requiring customers to show vaccine proof or vaccination proof. Uh, we talked about this Governor Ron DeSantis rule last week, Fro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company says the law signed by Ron DeSantis is at odds with guidelines from federal health authorities that would let cruise ships sail in U.S. waters if nearly all cruise pass- crew members and passengers are vaccinated. Uh, the company who owns Norwegian cruise... Oh, the company owns Norwegian Cruise Lines, Oceana Cruise Lines, and Regent Seven Seas Cruise Lines. Mm. You know, I, I, find it, I find it interesting that uh, Norway has a cruise line that's not pertained to Norway, but that's... Me. I just, it makes me go, why did, were they like, oh, you know, that, you know what's like a really... I, Probably what they were like, this, we need something like exotic, like an exotic name, yeah. like a place nobody really goes or thinks about. 
Norwegian. It was probably made in the 80s. <laughs> Someone was like, where does people want to go? Somewhere with fjords and trolls. Oh, I know. Norway. A spokesman yeah. uh, for the company said, however, uh, however bookings uh, f- have picked up and, and raised hopes for recovery for the cruise industry in 2022. So people are... St- Going back on cruise lines? I don't know. I would. I'm still a little, like that was the first thing we saw as like the worst thing ever was people stuck on those cruise lines. Yeah. But. Awful. Yeah. Hey, look. Uh, would you marry someone just because they had a lot of money? Just because they had a lot of money? No, no. Oh yeah, just just because they, uh, let's say they were billionaires. Are you saying, like, if they were like, hey, I want to get married, here's a certain amount of cash for over the, your yeah. lifetime? Hmm. Yeah. That, that's a different story other than, like, you just meet somebody and you like, oh, they're rich, I'm going to trick them into marrying me. Um, no, no. They, they buy... They buy uh, it's your, an indecent proposal kind of thing going on. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Uh, uh, maybe... Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to think about it. I guess that that scenario is different for me, but I think so. Talking about uh, marriage uh, to rich people, Melinda Gates uh, began a divorce at the time that Bill Gates' meetings with Jeffrey Epstein was revealed. Uh, it says here that Melinda Gates had concerns about her husband's dealings with convicted fe- sex offender Jeffrey Epstein when she consulted lawyers exploring the options of divorce. The billionaire philanthropist announced their decision to vo- divorce last week after declaring their marriage was inne- oh, irrever... What does this say? Irre- it- it's broken, alright? It is broken. But did not explain why. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that Melinda, 56, hired a team of lawyers uh, for a possible divorce. The husband's... uh, The journal said several of the sources had said Melinda was concerned about her husband's dealing with Epstein, who killed himself in jail in 2019. uh, Melinda has expressed her unease with the relationship between Epstein and her husband. Uh, The meeting with the divorce lawyer was in October 2019, uh, and has said to have been taking place roughly the same time a New York Times article came out detailing Bill's plans to meet with Epstein, which included an overnight host, oh, an overnight stay at his New York mansion. Okay, so it seems. I mean, just put. There's not. And she didn't herself come out and say, "Hey, this is why I'm getting divorced." But you can kind of put two and two and two and get six. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I was just going to say that. Then it's a little like hashtag math in this. <laughs> I think we did the th- same thing when uh, we saw uh, uh, Kim Kardashian get a divorce lawyer. We were oh, kind of yeah, like, oh, yeah. we can kind of put two and two and two together here as yeah. to what's going on yeah. with uh, Kanye currently with his presidential run and getting a divorce lawyer. Yeah. I think we can put two and two together here, and I think we're seeing the same thing in this situation. But we could be wrong. Is it is it then okay to say that allegedly 
I'm putting this very hard on the allegedly part, by the mm-hmm. way. Allegedly, uh, uh, Bill Gates could be fiddling with people underage. Uh, allegedly, I I don't think well I don't think we could say that we could say that allegedly, but I I don't sure. see any evidence of that, so I wouldn't even say allegedly because uh, he could have just had business dealings. We know that. Epstein had just uh, sure, business dealings with a lot work? of just random people. But I think a lot of what Epstein... This is my own personal speculation. I think a lot of what Epstein's yeah. game was, was getting people in compromising situations and getting photos and videos of them to keep right. them under his thumb and make extort them for more money. So, you know, maybe sure. get somebody to your house, get them drunk, maybe give them some drugs, some cocaine or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you bring in some young girls and you take some pictures. They don't remember. They were wasted, that kind of thing. And then you have, you know, you can extort them at that point. That's what I think a lot of what was actually going on, uh, as well as obviously child trafficking. But did that happen to Bill Gates or was he uh, knowingly involved in it or was it all just him going and uh, for, for some kind of business deal? I don't know. Those are the three options, I guess. I, I I think maybe my thing is like, would I divorce Bill Gates just because he had a business dealings with him? That's the thing. It, what if the, he didn't? Divorce... What if he didn't tell you that he went and hung out with Epstein, but then you oh, yeah, found no, out no. about it from a, a New sure. York Times news article? <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you would be no, like, "What the fuck, no, Bill?" I would be. <laughs> I would be very pissed. Yeah. No, but uh, she she's not going to be homeless anytime sh- uh, soon. Uh, oh she's no! Going to have a lot, lot of lot of money. Uh, As I'm to understand, she uh, herself worked for Microsoft before. Like, she 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 was already fairly well off when they got married. But she, they've been together for sure. years and years. She's going to end up yeah. with half of his money. She's hundreds of millions, if not more. You know, in assets. So, and if she becomes homeless, she can always go to Salt Lake City. And maybe she'll write a book someday. Who knows? <laughs> because in Salt Lake City, they are building a tiny home village with shops and Airbnbs to address the homeless crisis. Okay, th- this story has got some ins and outs to it, but we'll, we'll go into like the, what this article says. So, Salt Lake City has been building a tiny home village... Oh, will be building a tiny home village to test the tiny home model that is now being used in other cities as an alternative to shelters for the homeless. Several cities across the U.S. have begun creating tiny home villages to address growing homelessness in cities. This includes Los Angeles, which recently opened two tiny home villages this year in North Hollywood. Uh, hmm. They have plans to open two more by the end of this year. Salt Lake City will be partnering with Other Side Academy, a nonprofit de- dedicated to helping housing people who were either from formerly incarcerated, unhoused, or former substance abusers. Okay. So we got some pictures here. You see the picture up there at the top, Fro? <laughs> I do, yeah. So this is going to be like 40 acres, is 40 to 50 acres of square space, right? Um, these buildings... Are... One of my... Yeah. Go ahead. This is what I call very much quaint. It, it is very like... It reminds me of something I've seen before. Uh, the maze from Westworld... Yes! 
That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. If you go down a little bit more, uh, it, it I guess the idea here, it says, um, the most important part is to create an environment socially and physically that facilitates connection with others. Homelessness is a result of catastrophic of catastrophic loss so the solution must be to build uh these people a new family so i guess the idea is to like create a neighborhood just for homeless people and so they have their own place to be so here comes the part that is the criticism of the this whole concept is that it's mm -hmm. just this whole idea is just a way for rich people to get homeless people out of sight you know oh, stick yeah, them in this in this little village so we don't have to see them anymore kind of thing. Um, you know what I say, out, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Uh, if if they're not sitting... As long as they're not, like, sitting on the side of the road begging me for change, I don't care where they are. That kind of thing. Yep. Uh, that's a big... One big problem people are having in this. Another, if you look at the layout here, uh, mm -hmm. how many little houses there are in this back circle... People are saying, this is not a very efficient use of space to house people. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no. The circle makes it uh, very, like, uh, it's not that many houses. Uh, let me count it while you read. Right. So I, I think the idea is maybe um, more noble in thought than it is in practice, right? Uh, it's a good thought. It's just that. Yeah. You have to do it correctly. I think another thing is how do you maintain some kind of law and order in this area yeah. because you're going to have people with mental conditions and things like that. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot... only room for 22 people there. So. Oh, no, well, it said in the thing, it said it's supposed to house four to 500 people. So I'm not really sure. What? Yeah, that's what it said in the, in the article. Yeah. So okay. uh, I'm not sure. It says... How can I do that with 22 houses? Well, if, if you scroll down, there's a picture, and it's got... It says Dog Park Memorial Wall, greenhouses. It's like labeling all the buildings, maintenance and storage area, neighborhood Ring 2, roughly 280 homes in Ring 2, Ring 1, 160 ah. homes in Ring 1. Ah, okay. Now I understand. Okay. It also has a hosp its own hospital its own uh, garden, like person, like whatever community garden, things like that. Mm. But I think the idea of like, just we can just take the homeless and put them in their own little homeless town is a little, I can see why people would be upset about that. Hey, look, are you nostalgic? Sometimes Ninja Turtles makes me nostalgic. That makes me very much nostalgic. Burger King uh, Kids I... Club. That makes me nostalgic. <laughs> uh, teenage Minutes. Yeah, uh, I I will try to say Transformers makes me nostalgic very much. I remember watching uh, Transformers when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, Trum is going to talk about stop bullshit nostalgia. This is Tron. With Tron tells the truth. I am now officially a middle-aged old man. Well, I'm not happy about it. I wish I was 20 years younger and can just still have a lot of fucking fun, like, you know, responsibility and just 
drinking and travel everywhere and wake up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and didn't have to work and so on and so on. But the time passed. My funniest time was in the 90s. Yeah, I'm that old. I remember when Nevermind came out in Nirvana. And I still have some nostalgia to that music. And I most of my CDs is from the 90s. But I'm getting better. I listen to new music too. I caught myself listening to music I've made after 2010. So I don't try to be young. I just love music and so on. I like that somebody takes things elsewhere than we used to do. But again, it's something I have on my mind. Now that I'm old, a lot of my friends are old. Yes, the people I grew up with. A lot of people like on my age is now having now a nostalgia. How great it was before. I talked about this before that nobody was nothing was really that great before. The same there was shit in the eighteen nineties like there are today. That things you have to overcome. But it's something about a lot of those nineties and eighties kids that I, I don't can't stand. We were the last and this these are like memes or all over the Facebook because I'm I'm inside groups just who are nostalgic like this was the greatest horror movies in the 1890s so one yeah, I think it's fun watch old pictures remember all the H8 tapes and DVDs and so on but like we were the last generation before everybody becomes sissies yeah they were the last great generation because what last gen because of what that's why I wonder well, when I was young, I said to myself that I would never say the things when I grew older. And my parents always laughed, yes, you're going to do it. But I don't. The last sissy generation. When I was younger, you could smoke inside pubs. You can't do that anymore. There were a lot of things you were giving to children that they don't give to children anymore. And so on. The list is long. And there were not so many people who were openly gay. Openly transgender was even worse. And the list is so long. But according to the people of my age, who was very radical in their youth, they were the great superheroes who suffered, who sacrificed a lot and did great things and biggest down things and so on. No, people, you did not. You're not having it better or worse. You're just growing old. I love nostalgia sometimes. I love watching music and videos from 20s and 30s and 50s and 60s so on but I never say like one generation was better than the other there are a lot of things today who's better than they were when I was growing up there were things that we were just doing but when I think about it afterwards they were not so great at all I don't want people to smoke inside houses and pubs anymore and so on and so on I don't think it's okay to make ugly jokes about gays and I don't think sexism is fun. There were more of that before. Well, things change, people change. And when you look at nostalgia, you should look part of the good things, not the shitty things who were there and was changed. It's a reason why it changed. Because young generations can't take up with it anymore. They're fed up with it. Like we were fed up a lot of things from the 80s. Like people in the 80s were fed up a lot of things by the 70s. And so on and so on. It's called progress, movement. 
You can be young in your mind and you can have a nostalgia. But please stop this bullshit. Don't make your brain grow so fucking old that you can't learn anything. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. That was a good one, I thought. It was. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, TV. You saw something. I saw, let's see, I saw something you saw last week, I think, Sexify, or just two weeks ago, maybe? I think it's last week or two weeks, yeah. I don't remember. Because it's been out since last month, so probably two weeks ago. Um, It's about a college student uh, who is, I would say she's the top of her class, uh, Mm. and she's trying to... uh, go for this grant so that she can work on this project to try to decrease the amount of of sleep humans need per night. Is that the idea, right? Yes. But this one professor is the guy who decides who gets this grant. And uh, he says, oh, I really like your project. It's the best project. Uh, It's the most innovative, but it's not sexy enough. Your science isn't Mm -hmm. sexy. So, uh, and so it's like her exploration into trying to, she, she not only trying to create this innovative sex app thing to win this competition and grant for this money, but she ends up kind of exploring her own sexuality, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I didn't like this when I watched it. So I'm, I'm curious what you thought. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought the acting was good. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was kind of poorly done, but it is... What is it? It says it's Polish, mm-hmm. uh, and I watched it in with the dub, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to take anything away from it for that, for that because I didn't watch it, it, with, it with the subtitles. Um, I give it a 5.5. I thought it was kind of average yeah. in the middle. Yeah, I think I gave it a 4 when it came out. I thought the main actress was interesting. I thought the concept was interesting. Uh, it just, it did kind of feel yaw a little bit. Very much yaw. Yaw! Um, okay, another thing you saw this week, maybe? Oh, another thing I saw, Big Brother Australia Season 13. I started it, at least. Uh, I think there's eight oh. episodes out right now, and I'm on episode three. So, uh... Or no, I'm on episode four, and I started episode five, but I think I'm only like a little bit into episode five. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the very beginning of this is very cool. I always, I forgot, usually with most Big Brothers, I'll skip the first two episodes. This mm-hmm. Australian version, they, they kind of, you, they, can. yeah. you can't, yeah, because <laughs> in most versions, they put, the first two episodes is just introductions of the house guests, mm-hmm. which is fine if you like, but... It, in like say British Big Brother it didn't really make sense because you find out about these characters over the season right so why do you need these weird introductions excuse me so I always skip that part in most Big Brothers but this they they linger out the introductions like they they introduce somebody in season or episode 4 they introduce somebody they do an introduction of the one surfer dude um so far in I like that because it makes it just it flows better. It makes the show mm-hmm. more entertaining, and you still get those introductions, but it doesn't feel like an hour and a half of introductions being jammed down your throat. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, this season overall was good. I really like the secret room task uh, they had at the very beginning, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot more of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I have to say, whoever picked that task, I mean, I love him. He is so amazing. He's my favorite player of the game. Uh, he's funny, win, but I don't want him to win he's because he's already no. rich, right? Why would I want the rich guy to win? I kind of want the redhead to win, the other guy that was in that task. Yeah. He's just funny and kind of laid back he's and goofy. So and All right, he's I never going to win because he clearly has no strategy and no chill. And <laughs> <laughs> But I would like him to win. Now Melinda is going to win the sheep herder. You think I'm so? Oh, yeah. I, oh, definitely. I, I, I can see her in the final four. I don't know if she has the... I feel like she could get manipulated by people into voting for somebody she doesn't want to, maybe. So, mm, right. Maybe. Well, I saw a Korean show called uh, Vincenzo. I don't really know how to say it, but uh, I think it's... It's Vincenzo. It's I think it's Vincenzo, maybe Vincenzo. I think it might Vincenzo. be Vincenzo, like the like the Italian name, but I'm not sure. Sure, uh, but yeah, no, this is one of the best Korean shows I have ever seen in my entire life. Ask me how many Korean shows I've seen. Uh, I've not seen that many, <laughs> but I really, really dig this. This is up my alley. Very, very funny. Very, very. Um, uh, you either going to love this or hate it. I love it. I think it's very divided. It's very over the top. It's very animated, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, it, but it's very like it is so over the top that it gets ridiculous. Like, and if you don't buy the premise, you will not like this show. So I think it will either like uh, go on your worst. A list or the best list, but for me, it's going to go on my best list. Uh, it's 20 episodes. I've not seen all 20. Uh, I've seen five so far, uh, but I'm going to give this show uh, eight. Uh, no, n- nine. Nine. Yeah, I was. Tr- I tried to watch this, what, yesterday, but I was so busy that I, had, I couldn't watch it because... Um, it didn't have a dub, so I would have had to sit there and pay attention and read the subtitles, and I was just too busy to to do that yesterday. Like, I started the first five minutes of it, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm curious if you like it or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, the an- well, it wasn't... It is over the top. I mean, I saw the part where the building collapses and everything, and that was very cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. the it is very... Yeah visual uh, visually appealing I'll say that much uh, from the five minutes that I watched um I saw from cradle to stage did you see this okay nope it's based off of a, bu- a book apparently by Dave Grohl's mother oh okay. <laughs> I know that was like the last thing you probably thought I was gonna say uh yeah it's, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be uh, him that tells the story. That's cool. He oh, is, his mom? He is in the show. <laughs> Dave Grohl is in the show, okay. but with his mother. So they both travel around. Uh, 
interviewing other rock stars' mothers and and other rock stars. Okay, so they'll go okay. to the in the first episode they the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. They interview him, but they also interview his mother and like what he was like when he was five and things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that's what the book was, was just her, her interviewing other rock star mothers, which she is, obviously. Um, sure. It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. I don't know. It was interesting in the sense that I don't remember a documentary like this. It was kind of moving. Uh, I'll give it a 6.5. It might oh. make it might make you cry if you watch it. I'll tell you that. Aw. Uh, something that didn't make me cry was the Sons of Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, I saw this. This is on Netflix. Four episodes. Um, <laughs> mini show. Sorry? I said I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good, uh, but very standard Netflix documentary. It's almost like we say that about every fucking Netflix documentary. Right. This was... Uh, I mean, it's going down the same road as a lot of these serial killer yeah. documentary dramas, and it, I know, it's just, whatever. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. Now, 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 now I'm setting my foot down. <laughs> like, even though this is very interesting because of the satanic aspect of this, I'm not going to, to say more than that, but... The satanic aspect of this uh, and how it connects to other cases uh, according to this journalist and things like that. I find that interesting enough. It's just like, I'm a little tired of this Netflix standard way of shooting things and putting things together. It is so like, you, you see that it's a Netflix documentary in the first 10 minutes. It's like, give me a rest. Yeah, I... I think the problem is people watch them, and I, the thing is, we're part of the problem, bro. Is because we mm-hmm. watch them. We we watch almost every single one, if, even if just for this podcast. Uh, so they're gonna keep making if making them if people are watching them, and we're watching them, so we're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely a problem. It's like hard to but, escape yeah. that that circle though, because. People are going to keep watching those shows, so they're going to keep making them. It's like the superhero yeah. movie thing. It's like superhero movies are just kind of getting worse over time, mm-hmm. like quality-wise. But since people keep watching them, people are going to keep making them. And they are like going to say, hey, people are going to watch this no matter what. We don't have to mm-hmm. make it good. <laughs> well, let's just spend less money, and they're still going to watch it, right? Let's see if we're going to talk about that a little ha- uh, later. Right. Then. But yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm going to give it a four. A four, okay. Yeah. What um, do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to look. Where did I? Put, oh, I put I put a four on it too. I guess yeah. the whole name of this is "The Sons of Sam: A Descent into Darkness." Is like the the second title of the show. Um, oh. Okay. Just so people want to find it. Let's see, what else did I see? I saw The Innocent. Did you see this yet? Yes. Did you see this last week? Uh, think so? Or the... Yeah, I don't remember, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's about a murder that this guy uh, is investigating 
Um, what is the? Is it Spanish? I want to say it's Spanish. Yes, yes, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I don't know. It, it is. It felt very yeah. much like a lot of shows I've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, somebody dies and somebody has to look in to get revenge for it. Uh, and this yeah. person happens to have all these skills. They just are just happen to have these skills to be able to investigate this murder, right? Uh, th- those yeah, things I don't like. like convenient is is the word I use. And it's not this just a show. Lots of shows have no, the no. same kind no, of no, trope, no, no. right? Uh, and I like the acting. I thought the acting was good overall. I gave it a, yeah. a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I mean, I liked uh, the action of it. I thought there was some good. Well, not really fight choreography, but action action choreography in it. So cool. I've just seen one show, and that's the show I've seen with you. Oh, really? Okay. What was the last show I saw? Oh my gosh, you have to see this. Girls Five Eva, bro. That's oh Girls Five, the number five, not <laughs> spelled out. Right. Girls Five Eva. EVA, uh, and that's all uh, one world, Girls 5 Eva, not separate words as well. Uh, this is on Peacock. Oh my god, this and looks amazing. It's got, bu- what, bu- busy, Buzzy, Fi- Boozy Fi- Phillips? Was How do you say her name? Yeah, Buzzy, Buzzy. Paula yeah. Pell. Um, I went into this going, this looks stupid and terrible, kind of. Uh... <laughs> But then I started watching it, and I was like, this is actually really funny. This show is actually very, very funny. It's really? about a it's about a group of women who were a girl band, or a, uh, yeah, a girl band, you know, like, as a poi- opposed to a boy band. So, like, a group of mm-hmm. girls who are in this, like, pop band in the 90s, and it's after they have grown up, and they, they want to start a reunion tour as the band they were in the 90s, but they're all kind of, you know, one's like uh, the soccer mom, one is working at an airport, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's interesting, but the comedy is very, very, very good. The jokes are hilarious. It makes fun of itself as it's very self-referential comedy. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend you check out this on Peacock. Uh, I'll give it, what did I give this? I gave it an eight. Eight. Well, I am going to guess the next thing you we are going to talk about. You're not going to give an eight because then I will come over there and smack your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because me and you have seen Jupiter's Legacy episode one. Look, what is this show about? Episode one by Dawn's Early Light, uh, Brandon attempt to live up to his father's high expectations suffers a blow. Sheldon's career-free life as as the boss's son comes crashing down in 1929. I don't know who Sheldon is in this show. Me neither. I know who Brandon is just because they (laughs) referenced his dad's high expectations, but, like, I'm... Yeah, I don't know any of the characters' names in the show after watching the first episode, which is probably not great. Well, this show isn't uh, very great, to be honest. Oh, I know one character. Oh. There was the guy named Blackstar. 
But I only yes, remember that because that was the only time we laughed in the whole show yes. was because that girl in the bikini walks by and goes, Hi, Black Star. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I'm going to give it one point just for that. But, you yeah, know, have you ever seen a generic superhero show? Well, welcome to this fucking show. This is the most generic fucking show I have ever seen in my entire life. Wasn't I just Holy talking, shit. like, two weeks ago about this whole, like, where did this concept of the superheroes have kids and then when they turn a certain age they get superpowers? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, ta- I, w- I remember being like, was that concept around in the 80s and just was invented in the last, like, 40 years? And that this show has the same concept. It's this new, like, I, I almost mm-hmm. want to call it, like, a, a royalty view of superheroes, you know what I mean? Where it's like the king has the son, and then the son gets the power of the king kind of view of superheroes. It's very weird. I think the biggest problem is that this show kind of thinks that we know what it is about without watching it. That too, I yeah. Hate- I hate when shows do that. They just assume like, you've read the comic book or whatever, and yeah, so that they, they introduce yeah. the characters like, oh, you know who this is, right? Yeah. And especially there's one very long scene where they talk about people that we're supposed to know who is, and we, we don't know who they are because neither me or Luke has read this comic. And most people who are going to watch this show probably have not read the comic book or haven't read the entire series or whatever. You know what I mean? I have a very, very, very sneaking suspicion that this will be one of those very few shows where we say we're two episodes and we're out if something doesn't miraculously get better. Because I really, really don't want to see episode two. And I'm well, there was the one... There was the one saving grace at the very end. We find out oh, there's yeah. some kind of time travel thing happening or something, uh, something where this one character looks like he may have come back in time as a bad version of himself, as like a dark version of his uh, good character, right? Mm-hmm. Which that, I mean, time travel is always interesting, but we'll see because the real hindrance of the show is the acting and the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one there was two parts in the show where we genuinely laughed out loud. The one bikini mm-hmm. girl scene, and then the other part where the girl goes, "Oh, we're not together anymore," and we both just cracked up laughing at the bad dialogue, not because it was yeah. a funny joke, yeah. but because the dialogue yeah. was so awful. We both literally <laughs> just started busting out laughing. At the same time, yeah. Then. You know, I I don't know who to recommend this either because it's like it is so it's so bland, so fucking bland. I'm going to give it a three point five. I was going to give it a two point five. So. Mhm. Yeah, let's see if we talk about this more than two weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> we'll no, see. Maybe uh, next week it'll I be amazing. We will talk about uh, episode two, but I. I don't think we will do more than two episodes. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, I watched another television show. I did watch uh, Saturday Night Live this week. Uh, I'm sorry. I saw it. Sorry? I said I'm sorry. Yes. That you had to watch Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I didn't have to watch it. I watched it uh, because Elon Musk was on it. Ah, and okay. I wanted to see if Elon Musk is funny. People don't think Elon Musk is funny. Uh, I imagine he held up with held uh, being just as funny as everybody else on SNL. See, that's that's <laughs> my joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But yeah, Dutch Dutch coin. Have you heard about this? Doge, Dogecoin. This Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah. Sounds German. Uh, you know, Doge is like a... You know what Doge is, right? right? No. Doge is like a meme of like a dog. There's like a dog and oh. it's called Doge. And it's like just a meme picture of a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it tumbles after Elon Musk calls it a hustle on SNL. And uh, this is kind of funny because people were buying Dogecoin like it was Christmas Eve before he was uh, on it because they were like, oh, he's going to talk about it. Oh, he's going to talk about it. Oh, is that why? Okay, because he tweeted something probably. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is interesting, I guess. It says that it it lost a whole bunch uh, in the stock or what? On the crypto exchange, it lost a whole bunch because he said it was bad on SNL. But in the past, he's yeah. kind of also pushed Dogecoin on his Twitter account. So, uh, I mean, oh, Do- Dogecoin is I isn't really a cryptocurrency. It's all just a meme, anyways. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he calls himself the Dodge Father on SNL. So, there's that. Right, because talking about he's yeah. just really into memes. So it's all just a meme. Really? Oh, yeah. Ah. Talking about people that aren't funny, uh, Lily Singh. Uh, it says NBC and Lily Singh will end her late night program. NBC and Lily Singh? I'm pretty sure it's just NBC saying, hey, you don't have a show anymore. (laughs) I'm pretty sure as as well. (laughs) After two years, the latest sign that TV networks are rethinking how to handle a a widening array of wee hour programming. Uh, Singh has f- signed a first look deal with them, with Universal, to develop other unscripted projects. She also heads Unicorn mm. Island Production and intends to focus on projects under that banner as well. So she's still with the with uh, NBC, or she's with Universal, which is part of part of NBC. She's just going to work on other projects, I guess. Yeah, and I, I tell Luke, oh, I'm very happy about this. Aren't you happy about this? And Luke says, well, she's going to get a Netflix show now, so we have to watch that. I don't know if I'm happy now. <laughs> right, and now I'm we're going to have yeah. to watch another Lily Singh show, because I didn't ever, <laughs> I wasn't ever going to watch Late Night with Lily Singh again, so. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Uh, talking about people that aren't funny on TV, see what I did? <laughs> it's a running uh, thing. It is a running thing. Ellen DeGeneres is going to end her talk show. Uh, it's not because she's cancelled because cough, cough. Uh, but she needs something new to challenge her. Right. She didn't because wait just long enough for people to... controversy yeah. whatsoever. It's not that she waited just long enough for everybody to forget about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't no. probably yeah. planned this entire time for this to happen since that... That they were like, okay, we're yep. gonna do it in exactly four months or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, um, I never really liked the Ellen Show. I remember watching it a yeah, few yeah. times. Uh, I preferred the, I preferred the Rosie O'Donnell Show back in the '90s. So mm-hmm. that's me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! On the side uh, sidebar of this article, this isn't in our run sheet, bro. But is do you see the Paris Hilton JoJo Siwa to create Peacock unscripted series? Oh, I see that. Peacock is bolstering an wow. unscripted roster with a series featuring Paris Hilton, JoJo Siwa, al- along with an imported hybrid show called True Story. Hilton will star in Paris in Love. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well. Uh, Eurovision, uh, talking about Eurovision, uh, do you know what Eurovision are known for their very noisy fans? Uh, well, yeah, the Eurovisions I've seen, they're all very noisy. I mean, they just drunkenly screaming, some of them, it seems like. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, they are back, despite the Dutch pandemic. Oh, okay, how's that? Well... According to this article from BBC, it says that uh, Europe's most popular culture event would not be the same with its audience. And after last year's cancellation, this year's Eurovision will go ahead, even though uh, it's battling a third wave. Organization admit they scaled down, but they are ambitious uh, and they will be conducted safety. Uh, and uh, people that can attend is uh, more or less Dutch people, so. And it will be uh, at 20% capacity uh, during the six rehearsals. So, that's a lot of people. Uh, what I'm seeing in this BBC article, it says some epidemic... Is this real? Some epidemiologists have argued it's irresponsible to welcome people for traveling from across Europe amidst the pandemic. So that sounds like they are sure. allowing people from other... Oh, because of the performers and stuff. I'm silly. Okay, sorry. Performers. Yeah, right. yeah the performers are from other... And then it says, along with a maximum of 3,500 audience members. So some yeah. epidemiologists are saying this is still a bad idea, even with these precautions, though. Yeah, I, I'm happy that the only country uh, that is going to be live on tape is Australia, but that's me personally. Well, I think that I this epidemiologist yeah. thing is also like uh, the the toothbrush thing. Nine out of ten dentists recommend toothpaste or whatever. It's like, who is that tenth dentist exactly? Uh, yeah, it could be that. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com. Send us something, please. Please send us something, please. Uh, we are also on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. We have a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Movie news. Uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, doesn't plan to work with James Franco after his allegations. Uh, is it weird that I don't know about James Franco's allegations? 
No, because I totally didn't know that because I, before I read this article. It says allegations of sexual misconduct were made against Franco again in 2018. Uh, another, so, another one in 2014, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Okay. Now, I never I knew that. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And Seth Rogen says he's not going to work with him now. Uh, and, I mean, they've done a few movies together when I think about it, right? Yeah, a few movies. Oh, yeah, many. Yeah. Many, many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, man, so it's, it's Wedge, I guess. No, I'm, I mean, I it's just why. he has principles and he wants to stand yeah. by those principles and he's a big director and he can kind of set the tone for other directors, maybe, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie theater news, AMC uh, in a deal with Chance the Rapper uh, to preview future, <laughs> this preview may be the future of movie theaters from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I really want to go to a movie uh, place to see a chance the rapper concert. I think. Well, when I moved to the movie theater, we did a few concert uh, things. We did. I remember doing Garth Brooks one time, and a few like a few like country like yeah. more super boomer stuff, or like Pink mm-hmm. Floyd or something like that. Um, so I think this. What they're saying is like this is a deal with like a more young, more like trying to bring in a younger audience kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It says they're going to have concerts. It will release the film exclusively on AMC theaters this summer. Uh, So it is going to be a film titled Magnificent Coloring World. It marks the first time a recording artist will distribute a movie through directly through AMC. So this, the things that what I did when I worked at the movie theater were through a company called Fathom Entertainment, which wasn't through the actual movie uh, projector. It was like a secondary digital projector projector that we that it, you that that you see like the ads before the movie and stuff like that. Those don't come from the movie theater. They come from this other company called Fathom Entertainment. Um, but this is going to be directly through AMC, and I think I, we talked about this in the the idea of like movie theaters becoming more of like a concert venue type place in the future where you spend a lot more money, but you see higher quality entertainment, right? Yeah. Higher quality entertainment, like Chance the Rapper. <laughs> right. I mean, it says mm-hmm. Grammy Award winning artist. So Grammy Award winning. Uh, I've seen a movie. How about you? Clap, clap, clap. Uh, I've seen a movie called Ox- Oxygen. <laughs> Sorry. Oxygen. Oxygen, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, why I find that so funny. Um, it's a fr- French movie. Uh, it came out today. Um, so it's not very strange that you haven't seen this. Oh, sure. Uh, sci fi movie. Uh, about this girl called Liz uh, that w- wakes up in this uh, cryo chamber and she has to survive to uh, like she has to fight for survival and remember why she's there be- before she gets empty of oxygen. Oh, cool! That sounds yeah. interesting. At least 
It is interesting. It is very, very, very good, actually. It is actually very, very, very good. It is 9 out of 10 good, according to... To you. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fro, yes. Okay. Uh, Real good. Oh, it's got Anne Hathaway in it. Interesting. No, it doesn't. Is that not the same movie that I'm looking at? Nope. Well, it says it in the cast, according to whatever. Uh... It wouldn't be a French movie if it was with Anne Hathaway, would it? Uh, sure, Anne Hathaway could be in a French movie, couldn't she? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's possible. Uh, let's see, what did I see? I saw The Little Things with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. This was from, uh, what, January? So it's Something it, like that, yeah. Yeah. And I've been kind of waiting for it to come out in a place where I could just watch it, because mm-hmm. I think maybe HBO Max had the rights to it or something, so anywhere you wanted to see it, it wasn't available. Uh, mm-hmm. This was all right, right up until the point Jared Leto came on screen, and then the entire yeah. movie went incredibly downhill <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. He ruined yeah, this no. movie. The man ruined the whole movie. Like, it was a fine movie without him overacting like a freaking weirdo. And it's he, not that I just, he, that I don't like Jared Leto. He literally was terrible in uh, this film. He's awful in this movie. Everybody else Did was I, being a serious actor, and he's over there going, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I think my biggest problem with this movie, other than that, is also that Rami Malek is shit in this movie. I'm going to say it. I didn't mind. I really, really. I really didn't like Malik in this movie either. Oh, why? Just yeah, because he can't fucking act. I thought he was pretty. I, I mean, I I thought he was just being soft spoken in this movie. That's the way I looked at it. It was just like a different character than he usually does, I guess. I didn't like it. Yeah, no. But yeah, no. Leto fucking destroys this movie. It is such an atrociously bad movie. Okay, what'd you see? Hey, guess what, Luke? I'm going to do a uh, correction from last week. I saw Mitchell and the Machines again. Okay. Um, And I think I rated it a low 7. And I I think this is a 10 out of 10. That's a big jump. I think you're going to have to justify that jump. That's a lot of jump. I I will. Okay. I think I I was in a little bad mood when Ah. I watched it the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got let that affect me, but I, I I kind of I wanted to see it at a, another time just to see if I I was correct that I I was wrong about this movie, and I just fucking loved it. The second part uh, time I watched it, I was just like I fell in love with this movie. It Why is did one you? Of my well, favorites. Did something like right? trigger you to watch it again? Did you see somebody review it and go, "Oh my god, this is amazing"? And then you go, "Was I wrong?" Or how did that happen? Yeah, well, uh, uh, there is this uh, podcast that I listen to. That ah, we, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, that I do uh, like uh, that's movie related, and they talked about it, and I was like, "Really? Oh." Uh, was I that wrong? About I, it? Like, I, I, I thought yeah. there had to be some reason that you wouldn't just be like on your own, be like, maybe it was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. No. Yeah, no. So I, I watched it again and yeah, a 10 out of 10. 
I watched it this week. Uh, I yeah, this was very fun. I like the animation so style is very interesting uh, in the sense yeah. that it's very over the top, but also very um, unique. I guess uh, uh, the story is very interesting. It's about a family who has to fight off a robot invasion. Um, and the, I guess the main story is that the daughter and, and the dad are kind of feuding over her going to college because the dad is very upset about her going to college. But then they also have to fight a end-of-the-world battle. Uh, it, mm-hmm. But the funniest parts about this sh- this movie, sorry, not show, this movie is definitely the, the parts where it knows... It's self-aware uh, that it's yep. a kid's movie yep. about this specific yep. thing. And it makes fun of itself, like, constantly. Um, um, and those are the funniest so... parts of this movie, definitely. Yeah. It's also very cute. I like, the dog is very funny, or, or adorable, <laughs> I guess is a better word for it. Um, okay. Overall, I give it a nine. Yeah. You know, I'm very happy I rewatched it. I was like, yeah. I heard oh. very good things, and I was like, I, I definitely need to go watch this. Um, I knew that it had a possibility of being good, because well, because I saw the preview, uh, and there mm. were funny parts in the preview, but I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe all the funny parts were in the preview. You know, that kind of thing. But No. No, it's not. Yeah. No, definitely not. Hard recommend. Uh... Okay, are you ready to see... Uh, did, oh, did you no, see I'm not. I saw another movie. Did you see another movie? No. Okay, okay I saw oh. Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. This is on Prime. This is a Prime movie. Story by Tom yeah. Clancy, bro. This was a movie we thought about watching. Yeah. I didn't. I think yeah. we were going to watch it like two weeks ago. I ended up getting yeah. around to it this week. It's a Tom Clancy movie. I mean, if you've seen any movie based on a Tom Clancy book... It's that you've action movie. All. Yeah, you've seen them all. Yeah. Exactly. This one's kind of interesting because it's uh, anti-war with Russia. So it's like he okay. he's like a CIA agent that gets turned on by his by the U.S. And he has to and they're trying to trick people into thinking the Russians are attacking a certain place. And he has to let everybody know that the Russians aren't attacking. So I was like, huh, this is a kind of interesting, different take on current politics um, in a movie on Prime, right? So, I don't know. Uh, The action scenes were pretty fun. If you just want some mindless uh, fighting, uh, it's okay. I gave it a 4.5. You know, it's right in the middle. Yeah. This is on my list of movies I should see. It's just like, ugh. It's definitely a mindless. Like, if you want to just put it on in the background, you can watch it without, you know, watch it without watching it, I guess is what what I'll call it. Yeah, if you need that kind of empty, empty entertainment. Right, if you want a movie where in the middle of the movie he falls in love with the lady, sleeps with her, and then she dies (laughs) 20 minutes later, this is your film. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, don't spoil the Tom Clancy movie. <laughs> that doesn't happen in every other Tom Clancy movie. <laughs> How dare you? I'm never going to watch this now that I know something like that is going to happen. You destroyed it. Yeah, no. It's like any other Tom Clancy movie. 
Anyway, uh, let's see the trailer for Mainstream. Who am I? Oh, Andrew Lloyd Garfield. Mm-hmm. I have seen... Why can't they, Frank? I don't know. Right, what kind of stuff you want to make? You got potential. You seen what? Next picture. Really? I said it's an IFC. What now? Yeah, right now. Oh. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Check it out in video. I'm like, I've seen it. Oh, it's from Gia Coppola. <laughs> Yo, why is my existence so lit? Promote a lifestyle of doing and saying nothing. Hashtag swimming pool. Oh my gosh, is that? This is that, you know that fake influ uh, that influencer that everybody made fun of like a few years ago who was like the rich kid? You've got talent. You want to be the guys that made two cool videos? Or do you want to be no one special? This is the beginning. People came. This looks pretty good. Interesting. It's definitely indie, but that it's IFC, so not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think IFC for the amount of money they spend per movie to the quality index. Oh yeah, they're oh, yeah, like yeah. on the higher level compared to other places. <laughs> I agree. Love that, Jake. Now this looks very, very, very cool. Let the world see the. It's very stylistic. Your success. Yeah, and I like it. Oh, Johnny Knoxville. Ah, no! It's Jake Paul! No, you ruined the movie! <laughs> it was so good up until right then. <laughs> I guess it is about social media, but really. Yeah. One single thing that was true. I really like this. Oh, you... Is he, maybe he's supposed to be Shane Dawson? He like, kind of looks like Shane Dawson. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> well, I can tell you I'm definitely watching this. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool. It's got a lot, okay. of, a lot of good people in it. Yeah. So what is this uh, movie, Oscar movie? I oh, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. What is this Oscar movie all about? Mainstream, a young woman finds a path to internet stardom when she starts making videos with a char charismatic stranger. Uh, directed by Gia Coppola, like I said. Uh, mm -hmm. Starring Andrew Garfield, but also produced by Andrew Garfield. Starring Maya Hawke, uh, Alexa Demi, and like we said, Jake Paul. Yeah, uh, is it okay that I, I tried to find bad reviews on this online, but it was very, very hard. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yes. I did. I, I, I got some, so. The most, uh, like, shitty I found was, like, four out of five. Uh, so, <laughs> that's not really bad at all. But, uh, uh, <clears throat> Leo Chevershev gave it five star and said, I just wanted to be the first one to review. Okay. <laughs> this is like the the person oh. on YouTube comments who writes first, and then it's like uh -huh. the tenth comment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Reif of Krimidarian said, "It's our lives. Too great a movie. Love you, Andrew. Will you marry me?" 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do a bad one first. Uh, one out of ten from Sultan2008. Not a chance with all sincerity I can muster. Meh. Even the poster with Andrew pulling a troll face is, you know, just bad. Uh, but I got a, kind of a mid-tier one from Anshora. Uh, five out of ten. Uh, a, this script had no ambition and ambivalent message. You might have thought about the message about to be portrayed in this movie before seeing it, but after seeing it, you just feel weird. The film failed on every aspect. The message is really... The message it really wanted to convey just fell short before the finish line. Uh, so that was a 5 out of 10. Somebody who liked it, though, um, Mayho Nix, 8 out of 10. Uh, some of some a relevant and deep film about teenagers and their obsession with social media, so well conceived and done. All right. Huh. Did you say there were reviews of this? Didn't I? I don't know I don't if I did. So. 4.8 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 89% of Google users liked it. It doesn't feel like I said that before, so I don't think I did. <laughs> no. No, I don't think you did. Yeah, I was like, hmm, did he say it? No, I don't think he did. This also has Jason Schwartzman and, like I said, Johnny Knoxville, Chris Messina mm -hmm. in it. It's got, like, it's got a bunch of good actors, so it's like, hmm. Also coming out uh, is Mission Stories, three st short stories inspired by the serving a mission for the Church of Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Hmm. Mormons. It's a Mormon uh, movie, it sounds like. The Mormon movie. I really want to see this just to make fun of it. Uh, seven out of ten on IMDb. Uh, directed by... Bryce Clark. Why does that sound so familiar? Wedge. Bryce Clark? Uh, mm, I, I, yeah. I got nothing. What else do, did come out? <sighs> White people money. Um, let's see, what is this about? It, it says, Mackenzie Scott and his ex-wife multi-billionaire Jeff Bezos pledges to give away $15 billion to 15 w winners? Oh, ex-wife of multi-billionaire Jeff Bezos? Huh. Okay. okay, I didn't know. Sure. Uh, it's yeah. It looks like a documentary. Let's see what has it got. Uh, IMDb rating of one point two out of ten on IMDb. From... <laughs> That's not great. Uh, let's see if it's got a oh. Rotten Tomatoes at all, even because I'm not seeing one right now. But I'm gonna go to the page really quick. Uh. Oh. That sounds awful. Yeah, no tomato reader meter, no audience score, so. Yeah, uh, that's a very good sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it isn't. Here today, uh, it is an American drama comedy directed and produced by Bill Crystal from the screenplay he wrote with Alan Shishpel. It stars Crystal, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Penn Bagley, and Laura Benetti and Laura Cross, uh, six out of no six point two out of ten on IMDb, forty eight on Rotten Tomatoes, five out of five from Movie Outsider, eighty two percent of Google users like this movie with uh, Bill and Crystal. Uh, Wrath of Man, uh, mysterious and wild eyed, 
a new security guard for a cash truck surprises his co-workers when he unleashes precision skill during a heist. The crew is left wondering who he is and where he came from. Soon, the marksman's ultimately, ultimate motive becomes clear as he takes drastic or dramatic and irrevocable steps to settle a score. Uh, directed by Guy Ritchie, it's got 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4, point, or 4 out of 5 on Movie Insider, 92% of Google users liked it. See, it's it's got Post Malone in it? Uh, Jason Statham? Uh, Josh Harnett? Uh, yeah. And like I said, it's directed by Guy Ritchie, who, I, I mean, he's done a lot of good stuff, but he's also done some terrible stuff. The human factor. Uh, U.S. presidents, politicians, statesmen are spent thirty days, uh, thirty days, yeah, thirty years uh, trying to achieve peace in the Middle East. This is a documentary. Um, five out of five on Movie Insider. Seven point six out of ten on IMDb. And then ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, which movie so, do we want to watch? Yeah, uh, I really want to see Mission Stories, but uh, that's me personally. <sighs> see, this is last week we had a terrible week for movies. This week it's like a pretty good, uh, except for yeah. one maybe. I, Mainstream, Wrath of Man, and Human Factor. I want to see all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Wrath of Man. I think I want to see the most. I, I'm Guy Ritchie. I was a huge fan of Guy Ritchie. Like. For years, right up until that uh, that Madonna movie, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Madonna movie. Right. Yeah, that that is what it was called, I think. It was garbage. Starring Madonna. Yeah, with Madonna's music by Madonna. Yeah, really, really good. So good, almost like the beach. Do you remember the beach look? Uh, no. Leonardo DiCaprio. Worst Leonardo DiCaprio movie you could ever see. The Beach. Oh yeah, I, I saw the the riff track of that back in the day. I don't think I've ever I, ever shit, watched it by itself. Oh, the, it's the Madonna movie was called Swept Away. I guess. Swept Away. Yeah. yeah. I totally have blocked I, that film out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> you know that amazing movie, Swept Away. <laughs> so good. Uh. Next, uh, hey, uh, audibletrial.com slash digital citizen. Get a free book and the 30-day free trial of Audible. If you cancel it, you get to keep the book. And you also uh, help us out. Next week, we will do the news of the week. We will definitely do Jupiter's Legacy Episode 2 review. I have a strange feeling that it will be the last. We will talk about who we would think will win Eurovision. And we will do another digital review of Profile. I am going to guess that is a thriller about the profiler. Oh, I bet it's a horror movie about a, some kind of social media that kills you, right? <laughs> like it's your, prof, your, your profile. Right. right yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I see where you're going. That's a good one. I like that. Um, H3H3. Jeremy around here. Um, H3H3 was uh, with Trisha in in Disney. And oh, yeah. all 
all Trisha can do is complain about how fat she looks in the pictures. I find that kind of funny. She can't oh, like just... even like, oh, I had so much fun. She's like, oh, I look so fat because I, I sit nearest to the camera. Uh, I mean, that is actually true about wide-angle lenses. It'll do that, but... Um, I, when you said H3, H3, I thought you were going to talk about the Jake Paul thing. The lawsuit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know I was going there next. Oh, okay, okay. So, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, there was no show There's uh, on, what, Thursday, when they usually do a show. Um, because yep. they apparently talked about the lawsuit, and their lawyers were like, we can't put the show out. So that... I. It'll, mm -hmm. Now it's just interesting because will we ever hear that show? Someday we may get to hear it, and that'll be so, even more interesting, you know what I mean? In retrospect to hear it? I agree. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, Eurovision things. I don't know if I've said that before. <laughs> yeah. What? Any kind of consensus between the ones you've watched about winners or losers or anything like that? Um, not really. Not it other than... That Norway is kind of struggling. Sure, but I mean, uh, like, when they talk about it, is there anybody they... A bunch of them, if you're watching multiple ones, is there any yeah. one that people are really looking at and saying, this isn't in top three, like, between all oh, yeah. of them? Uh, uh, they do say uh, Lithuania with the roof. I uh, agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, they say Switzerland uh, with the germs. Tears, I agree with that. Uh, they say France, I agree with that. They also say Malta, with oh. the girl from right. yeah, Malta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see if Lo Rida is going to be there. He has not been there during the, the rehearsals. I don't think that means anything, but it will be interesting to see if, if he will be there. Okay. I mean, I could look up and see if there's any update on him. Uh... I mean, he's judging <laughs> a bikini contest. Uh, I think it is tomorrow or something he's judging like a that? bikini... Oh, what, in yeah. in Florida, I'm assuming? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, uh, is he doing it <laughs> in Denmark? Because if he's doing it in Denmark, right. then maybe yeah, he's right. going to be there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm seeing... Not in Denmark, though. It's in... No, that's Netherlands. not. Oh, it's in Netherlands. Okay. But yeah, yeah. But uh, guess what, Luke? What? We have gotten a new trailer for the new Perch movie. The purge. Whoa! It just started. I opened it up and it just automatically started. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna watch <laughs> this. Uh oh! We're definitely going to see this because I haven't seen it because I've been saving it for now. Uh, just before we go into this, me and Luke are... Um, I think I'm the biggest Perch fan of the two of us. Is that okay if I say that? Well, you liked the last season of the TV show more than I did, because so yeah, I definitely. would say yes, because the, I didn't like the last season. Mostly that. I mean, there are certain things we both don't agree with in some of the lore in the movies, but the oh, yeah, TV yeah. show and the movies are definitely separate universes. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's this is why this is going to be interesting because I yeah I know nothing about this other than that it's called the Forever Perch. Yeah, that, me neither. Okay, all right, let's check it out. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Annual purge will conclude in three. Pretty classic. 
Yeah. Nothing new here. A lot of people being murdered. Got the purge <laughs> siren. Thank you for your participation. Oh, so this is going to be after? Oh, that is interesting. They haven't done that before. Uh, the TV show did. Yeah, but the uh, but the TV show has never. No, I mean the movies have. Never no, the movies have never done that. Not in the movie yeah. universe. So what does the forever part mean? Right. Well, this just oh. looks like Saw. <laughs> this does look like Saw. Okay. Wait, isn't that lady in the TV show? Okay. Oh, I see. It's like, uh, they're going for like a Republican versus Democrat thing. Mm. Like rednecks versus liberal, no like kind of conservative against liberal kind of thing. That's why the those guys see he's like a construction worker. It's like the blue, blue collar people versus the yeah. This country's gonna collapse. I mean, that's the thing we like about purge movies is there's always people look at it as like oh it's just a gore fest, but it really there's always no, an allegory to the current yeah. politics and. Social climates and things like that. So this looks very purgey, though. Oh, definitely. I have to say oh, yeah. I like how at the beginning of the thing you're like, oh, it's after the purge. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> the forever purge. Okay, I'm interested. I like the concept. It's like the, it's not an official purge. It's like a. Yeah. 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 It's like people who still want the purge to be around take it on on their own account, do it on their own account. Yeah. July Fourth, as and they usually release those movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm seeing an article from two days ago from something called ESC Daily, uh, just saying okay. that Moldova is keeping Florida a mystery on purpose. Okay. I think they want it that to be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I have a sneaking suspicion he will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me personally. Uh, but I I guess he, he I mean they don't have to have him there. So we'll know in a week and a half. We will. Okay. Uh, from Norway. My name is Fro. From the U.S., my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.